You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. This morning I woke up and I uh, went to the gym, got there about 5.15, and a buddy of mine from Memphis, who's uh, really ripped, is like, hey, try this workout. It's like, dude, I will kill this workout. I will kill this workout. You haven't seen me work out in like a year, and I've freaking gotten huge. It's like, whatever. And I started doing this workout, and man, I was like bloodied up. It was crazy hard. And the way that the supersets and everything, if you go to the gym, you're feeling me right now. If not, just bear with me. But uh, the last 15 minutes of this workout was freaking brutal. It was brutal. I was like tapping out. I was like, get me out of this gym. And I was so tempted to quit. But I was like, you know what? I just remembered. It's not when it's easy that you have to keep going. It's when it's burning and everything around you is telling you to quit. That's when it's important that you got to keep going. If you stay in the ring, it will be worth it. It will be worth it. So I finished this stupid workout. And my shoulders hurt so bad. It's been so long since I've isolated my shoulder workout. So I was burning. I was like, kept going. I'm like, man, it's at the very end that it's the most important to keep going, not at the beginning. The very end. I don't know who that's for, but, you know, I'm just going on a little uh, side there, going on a little tangent for you. We got the event coming up in about a month and a half. So if you're an elite, obviously uh, you were invited to that. If you're not an elite, just so you know, the way that all this stuff works is we don't enroll clients. We don't take clients with the idea of them coming in for 8, 10, 12 weeks and leaving. If you look at Chris and I, we have made this, we have created this pattern of investing into mentors and people who are ahead of us. And tell you what, a few of our mentors we've had for years, we just keep staying in the flow because they're growing while we're growing. And, uh, you know, there's a chance that we can outgrow them, but they've got a head start on us. And that's what I want. I want the same feel here. You know, as, as I see people come in and, and people leave and I see them come in and get results and then leave, it's almost eerie how many times someone will come in, they'll make 50 grand or whatever, and then they're bombarded with this temptation to start like nine different businesses and they don't want to stay in the environment and they just leave. And it's like, you know, fine, more power to you. And then almost always I see them in like a year and they've moved backwards from where they were even when they started. I'm telling you, it's not a very comfortable feeling. If you're that person, I've been there, I've done it. I've made all the mistakes in the book that you can think of, but I will tell you this, one of the mistakes that I've been very, 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 very fortunate and on purpose to avoid is the mistake of leaving an environment that empowers me. I haven't really made those mistakes and uh, I'll keep sticking around for as long as I have to, to keep growing. Anyways, just something uh, for you to keep in mind. I think I was telling you how this stuff works, but you come in and a leader of the people who are like, man, you know what? I want to take this long-term. You know, I've kind of grown past the point of like, oh man, I just need clients and I need a, a system. And you're kind of in that place where it's like, you know, let's scale this. Let's get a team. Let's really take ads to another level. And Elite has a bunch of cool things. It's got events and all that stuff. So if you're like week two or like week four or something, don't worry about it. Just really, really nail the process. Work hard, keep your head down and go out and put the pedal to the metal and get some momentum. But if you're getting to week, you know, seven, eight, you know, talk to the team, see what Elite looks like. And it's kind of a cool opportunity. But anyways, the event is coming up in October and uh, we're launching some cool new stuff. I will tell you this, by the October event, I will be able to teach you 
step by step how to add about 80 to 100 grand recurring to your business. And you know us, we we kind of hover around the half a million a month mark in terms of revenue, but we just launched a new business that is lower ticket. It's very consistent. We're getting members over in that business relatively affordably, and we'll have it built up over 100 grand by the time we get to that event. So I'll be able to teach you how to do that, how to put together an offer from scratch and start selling it, validate it. All the stuff that we already teach in CK, but it's a subscription. It'd be really cool to talk to you about. Anyways, today's a little bit different. Let's hop into Mindset Monday. Today's a little bit different. You know, I woke up this morning and I just felt a different vibe. And I'll tell you guys, these are like so honest. These are like the most vulnerable calls that I think I've ever done. And it's like literally Taylor shares all and there's no pulling punches and there's no hiding. And I think that's important. You know, I think there are too many people who are like making up this false sense of superiority out there and they never struggle and they never fail. And I'll be honest with you guys. I think that it's important for you to see where we mess up. It's important for you to see and hear about the times when we're like, screw the shit. <laughs> Done. And, uh, and that's what, these mindset monies were kind of intended to do is to share with you these lessons and principles and inspire you because your mindset is so powerful. Marketing is like the key that you can insert into the door of wealth, but your mindset is what gets you to put in the freaking key in the first place because so many people, they learn marketing and they don't learn how to actually take care of their performance level. They don't learn how to take care of their identity. They don't know how to tend to the ups and downs of their business. And so you see them just out of the game. They don't even get to use the things that they study and learn in marketing. So mindset is this great equalizer that no matter where you are in your marketing journey, like you can win one of the the billionaires today. So one of the greatest insurances you have against failure is just not giving up easier than you think, harder than you think at the same time. And so woke up this morning, I was like, man, I feel like I need to tell you guys, take you guys through some lessons from the last six months for Chris and I and Traffic and Funnels and our team and do it through a passage of an Ogmandino book. If you don't know who Ogmandino is, look him up. He's one of the greatest authors of our time. And this is the book called The Greatest Salesman, The Greatest Salesman in the World, to be exact. And so I'm just going to read to you a couple pieces from this book, and I'm going to give you some stories around them and some interpretations around them that I think could help you inspire and encourage you. And as we go, I'm going to kind of bring it tactical right up in your face. And you're going to leave today's call with more vision, with more persistence, and you're going to hopefully leave fired up. Sound good? Sound good? All right. So this is a little bit different format. So I'm not going to give you three keys, four keys, whatever at the end. I'm going to give you these keys as we go through these postures. So key number one, principle number one, rule number one, the law. It never ceases. Number one, all success. All success. Somebody say all success. Does that mean 99%? No, it freaking means 100%. All success is preceded by failure. All success is preceded by failure. Somebody posted a while back, it's like, you know, I haven't validated yet. Let me tell you something. If you're in a place where you're kind of hitting this barrage of failure, failure number one, failure number two, failure number three, failure number four, number five, number six, and it's butted up against each other, pat yourself on the back because all success is preceded by 
failure. And the person who can pass through the fires of failure unharmed mentally, they get the price. They get the price. Here's the passage. Ready? Each misfortune I encounter will carry in it the seed of tomorrow's good luck. I must have the night to appreciate the day. I must fail often to succeed only once. I will persist until I succeed. I will try and try and try again. Each obstacle I will consider a mere detour to my goal and a challenge to my profession. I will persist and develop my skills as the mariner develops his by learning to ride out the wrath of each storm. All success is preceded by failure. March 2018, you might remember if you've been here for a while, our March 2018 was a bloody mess. We started into one of the deepest valleys that I can remember going through period ever in my career. I don't say that lightly because we've been through a lot. We've been through a lot. Personally, I've been through a lot. In fact, I think I've, I've never really shared the story with clients, but I posted about it about a month ago. You know, when I was 17, some things happened to me and the people I cared about. My family went bankrupt. That was a secondary thing. That's not the same thing. Some things happened to me personally with the people that I loved. On top of that, my family went bankrupt. There were so many negative things that happened from the ages for me of 17 to 22 that challenged my identity as a person. I've been through some rough shit. And March 2018 was one of the darkest, deepest valleys that I can remember. We were getting banged up. We were losing team members. We were not seeing the level of client results that were satisfactory for us. Like you look now and it's like, oh man, win here, win there, win, 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 ding, 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 ding. Every single client who comes through at some level is achieving some breakthrough somewhere. It wasn't the case in March. It wasn't that we were fault, you know, we weren't horrible. We weren't stealing people's money or anything stupid like that. It's just, we had outgrown everything and didn't know how to fix it. On top of that, in the same season, we got a letter from the freaking DOJ, the Department of Justice, about a client in 2016 who asked for a refund. We were literally getting mail from the Department, United States Department of Justice about a client case. That's fun. If you ever get a letter from the DOJ, we've been through it. So don't freak out. Just let us know. We'll take you through that journey. Taxes were misfiled. So how many of you know you have to pay taxes? They were misfiled. So on top of, you know, we, we owed a half a million dollars. And on top of that, we had to pay an extra six figures that we shouldn't have owed. We shouldn't have had to pay. But the CPA didn't do it right. It was a mess, y'all. It was a freaking mess. It was a mess. But I must have the night to appreciate the day. All success is preceded by failure. At some level, you can't get around this. At some level, anything good in your life is going to come from a moment that was bad. It's true. It's the truth. So stop complaining about the things that are bad and see them for what they are. It's a precedent. It's a preceding experience. It's a catalyst. Whatever you're going through, it doesn't matter if it's business or personal or whatever. Every single success you have is preceded by failure. Now, some of you are like, man, Taylor, I don't need this. Well, maybe you don't need it right now, but you may need it next month. As soon as you outgrow your current playing field, 
you are going to have the entire world dump shit on you and you're going to have to go through it the right way to get to the next level. All right. Point number two, speak like a sheep, act like a sheep. Hopefully this is okay for you guys. Give me some feedback and let me know. Speak like a sheep, act like a sheep, speak like a sheep, act like a sheep, speak like a sheep, act like a sheep. Some of y'all need to banish certain words from your vocabulary. Why? Well, speak like a sheep, act like a sheep. Some of y'all need to stop talking about how you feel. Why? Well, speak like a sheep, act like a sheep. Some of y'all feel so comfortable. It's a release for you to tell somebody how hard it is right now. And you need to freaking grow up and stop. Why? Speak like a sheep, act like a sheep. There's this pressure that you feel when your identity up levels. Let me tell you about it. One of the worst things that you can do is to speak and give voice to the uncomfort that you feel as you up level. This is a big lesson for somebody. A lot of you are probably still here. You remember this six, seven months ago. Someone was like, man, I just feel like I'm not with you where the rest of CK is. I just feel like I'm not at this level and I'm going to get there and blah, blah, blah. And it was this long, several paragraphs of, I don't feel, I don't feel, I don't feel. And I had to call this person out because you have to become before you feel. You don't feel and then become. You become and then you feel. And your language is one of the greatest hacks. It's one of the greatest levers that you can use to up-level your identity to become before you feel. And sometimes the, the easiest thing for you to do is to give voice to the chaos you feel in your head and you can't do it. You have to align every tool that you have, every tool at your disposal, every framework and strategy and technique that you know, you have to align them all to become somebody that you want to become. Speak like a sheep, act like a sheep. Here it is. You ready for the passage? I was not delivered into this world in defeat, nor this failure course in my veins. I am not a sheep waiting to be prodded by the shepherd. I am a lion, and I refuse to talk like, walk like, sleep with the sheep. I will hear not those who weep and complain, for their disease is contagious. Let them join the sheep. The slaughterhouse of failure is not my destiny. I will never consider defeat and I will remove from my vocabulary such words and phrases as quit, cannot, unable, impossible, out of question, improbable, failure, unworkable, hopeless, retreat, for they are the words of fools. Speak like a sheep, act like a sheep. Speak like a lion, act like a lion. Use your words to develop perseverance. Use your words to develop vision. Don't use your words to latch on cables that hold you down to where you've been previously in the past. And that's what you're doing. When you're saying things like, I feel, I just feel like I'm not good enough. Or one day, or... <laughs> I'm just saying, this is one of the greatest secrets I've ever discovered in my professional career is that there are going to be times when I don't feel good enough. And the minute that I speak it, I make it real. And I have to use my language as a weapon. Okay? Speak like a sheep. Act like a sheep. 
Here's the next one. You are almost always closer than you think. You're almost always closer than you think. You're almost always closer than you think. In the middle of a hurricane, everything feels like chaos. It doesn't feel like you're going anywhere. You can't recognize north, south, east, west. You're just being tossed around. Now, you know, if you zoom up out of that and you get into the atmosphere above it, you can see that the hurricane is moving, that the whole environment is moving along a trajectory. It's not staying stuck. It's stagnant. In fact, the whole energy that a hurricane feeds on requires movement. In most cases, when you feel like you're just laboring in vain, walking on a treadmill, doing, 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 you got to remember that you're almost always closer than you think. Here's the passage. The prizes of life are at the end of each journey, not near the beginning. And it is not given to me to know how many steps are necessary in order to reach my goal. Failure I may still encounter at the thousandth step, yet success hides behind the next bend in the road. Never will I know how close it lies until I turn the corner. Always will I take another step. If that is of no avail, I will take another, and yet another, and yet another. In truth, one step at a time is not too difficult. I will persist until... I succeed. There's a, there's a lot of science behind this that a runner uh, releases extra endorphins when they get within a certain range in the finish line. In fact, one of our good friends is uh, training for a marathon right now, and I'm like, you're freaking crazy. <laughs> Literally crazy. Uh, but <laughs> she loves it. And uh, this past Saturday, she ran 27 miles out in the woods and uh, she's prepping because I think her race is in two weeks or uh, or three or something like that. And um, man, she recounted that this story of like she literally felt like she was dying, like at mile like sixteen. And you can read stories from from these people who are ultra runners and ultra marathon runners. And when you're stuck in the middle and you like don't know, you can't see where the end is. You literally feel like you're about to die. Like how? Is this even worth it? And that's where we get caught as business people, as entrepreneurs, as change bringers, as people who build and build and build. And you've got this vision and you've got this mission. And if you notice, you feel so fired up when you're like reading a morning formula because it's like, this is my mission. This, and then you go out into the day and it's like, bam, down in the depths. It's because you can't see. You're in the middle of the hurricane. You can't see how close you are. And this is something that takes a lot of people out of the game that, that shouldn't, and it sucks. But you've got to get to a place where mentally you can see the end in mind, even when you're stuck in the middle of it. It's a way to hack the neurology of how you process it's being able to see the end all the time. You see the end all the time. Keeping the end in mind all the time. What is this for? Where are you going? What's the end goal look like? I talk to people all the time who are like, they have no idea. Even clients, they're like doing pretty well. It's like, what do you want? No clue. Just, I want freedom. What the freaking hell does that mean? What does it look like? 
This is why the morning formula is written so specifically. I can tell you exactly how many people I want to impact, exactly how many clients we want to have, exactly how many businesses we want to oversee, how much money we want coming in monthly, what our tax bills going to be. Y'all, get specificity around your destination and keep it with you always. This is going to allow you to be able to run through the trenches, beat off resistance, and not get lost in the middle of the race. Just saying. Here's the next one. Only the efforts of the consistent fell the mighty oak. Only the efforts of the consistent fell the mighty oak. In fact, today's whole talk, what I named it in my notes is the sword that fells the mighty oak. It's the sword of consistency that brings you the prize. Here's the passage. Henceforth, I will consider each day's efforts as but one blow of my blade against a mighty oak. The first blow may not cause a tremor in the wood, nor the second, nor the third. Each blow of itself may be trifling and seem of no consequence. Yet from these sweeps, the oak will eventually tumble. So it will be with my efforts of today. I will be likened to the raindrop which washes away the mountain, the ant who devours the tiger, the star which brightens the earth. I will build my castle one brick at a time, for I know that small attempts repeated will complete any undertaking. All right, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Sometimes when we do things, there's not an immediate consequence that we see. I can tell you that this is probably, it's not going to get easier with time. And this is one of those things I actually will get, you'll get used to, but for any business that we've launched for any new venture we've undertaken, the sort of consistency is the only thing that brings any type of momentum, consistency, consistency. Can you do the right thing because it's the right thing, irregardless of the results? Yes or no. Can you or can't you? Are you one of those people that has to have a dopamine response for you to do the right thing? If so, you're screwed. You got to fix it. You got to turn it around. You got to figure out how to be excited about the right thing because it's the right thing. Can you implement the process every day because the process is correct? The efforts of the consistent fell the mighty oak. And listen how powerful this is. He's got visualization here. I will consider each day's effort as but one blow of my blade against a mighty oak. The first blow may not do anything. The second one may not do anything. The third organic post may not do anything. The fourth organic post may not do anything. You may have seven strategy sessions. You may have 11 strategy sessions. You may have been doing all of this work and oh, you've been in here for two weeks and you haven't gotten any type of return. Let me ask you a question. Do you want it bad enough to keep going even though you can't see the return from it yet? Yes or freaking bloody no. Sometimes you just have to freaking make your mind up. Like, do I want this tree down or do I not care enough to exert the effort? There's nothing wrong if you're like, man, I don't care enough. Just admit it to yourself though. Because guess what? The first post is probably not going to work. Now, sometimes people are different. They come in with a little list and 
they've got a little bit of a following and they've got Instagram followers or whatever. And, but even those people, sometimes it's like this process has to become addicting to you. And I am obsessed with the process. I get my fulfillment from the process and the results are like bonus. Hell yeah. Let's go. Only the efforts of the consistent fail the mighty Oak. If you say you want it, you got to work for it. All right. Two more points. I'm going to let you go. Here's the passage. When each day is ended, not regarding whether it has been a success or failure, I will attempt to achieve one more. My thoughts beckon my tired body homeward, but I will resist the temptation to depart. I will try again. I will make one more attempt to close with victory. And if that fails, I will make another. Never will I allow any day to end with a failure. Thus will I plant the seed of tomorrow's success and gain an insurmountable advantage over those who cease their labor at the prescribed time. When others cease their struggle, then mine will begin and my harvest will be full. I remember a time in the middle, probably the middle of the summer of 2014 was when I really decided that I don't want to work for someone. If you guys don't know, I wasn't born an entrepreneur. Like you hear these stories about people. Chris was one of these people who was like selling stuff when he was like 12. And it's just like, you always know, like those kids are like going to grow up and be entrepreneurs. I wasn't one of those kids. They don't want to start my own business. Was never like, man, I'm going to have my own thing. I wasn't born entrepreneurial. I developed this 2014. I was like, man, my wife, we just moved. She, um, she wants to build her salon. I got to help her. My job sucks. I'm not getting paid enough. I am going to figure out how to be an entrepreneur. And my version, this is hilarious. My version of being an entrepreneur was, I'm just going to help my wife make a lot of money and replace my income with her business. And then I'm going to quit my job. Oh man. Looking back, it was like, that's all I knew. That's all I knew that I didn't really know any, I didn't know anything about building a business or doing any of this, but I got into it and I started learning and it started working and I was consistent. I used all of the techniques and frameworks that I'm talking to you about today. I wouldn't give up. I wasn't deterred by failure. I made sure to, to fix what I knew about my language. And the thing I remember the most about this season is I just, I don't care how hard you worked. I would have obliterated you. My work ethic was obscene. It was in a place that since then I've never even, I've, I still haven't gotten back to that place, but I remember wanting it so bad. Like I wanted to quit my job so bad. I wanted to help Lindsay so bad. Like I was up at four thirty. I would do work before I had to go to the day job. I would fit in a workout in there. I would get done with the day job. I would go to Starbucks and I would sit there from five. I would, there was a uh, Sonic next door of the Starbucks and I would grab dinner and I would work there until it closed at 10 for like eight months. I have pages and pages and pages of yellow legal notepads filled with copy that I would hand copy every single day for 14 months to the point where it's like I was getting carpal tunnel, like my wrists were hurting. Like I wanted it more than anything else. I'm not saying that you have to abandon your family and do nothing but work for 14 months. I'm not saying that, 
But there is a principle here of wanting something bad enough to just eat shit for it. Like, whatever, I'll do it. And there's this mental principle here as well that I don't have time to get into. But one of the biggest detractors of you being able to generate wealth is feeling like you don't deserve it. And you probably already experienced that. It's almost like you feel bad that I'm more successful than someone else. And if you're new, you scoff at that. You're like, I'll never feel bad. Well, just wait till you get to 60K a month. And then wait till you get to 200K a month. And then I'll walk you through all of that. But I'm telling you, it's there. There's probably something embedded into your psyche that's like you sort of feel like you kind of don't deserve it, but you want it. And this is one of the greatest hacks to getting over that is having an insane work ethic because it actually reprograms your brain to actually be like, hell yeah, I deserve it. I deserve it more than that person because I outwork them. I deserve it more than that person because I outwork them. And it rewires your, the, your brain chemistry to be able to actually draw this stuff in. When each day is ended, not regarding whether it has been a success or failure, I will attempt to achieve one more. When my thoughts beckon my tired body homeward, I will resist the temptation to depart. I will try again. I will make one more attempt to close with victory. And if that fails, I will make another. Never will I allow any day to end with failure. Thus will I plant the seed of tomorrow's success and gain an insurmountable advantage over those who cease their labor at the prescribed time. People hear what he's talking about is there are people who turn on at eight in the morning and they turn off at five at night. And what he's saying is like, you have to be above that. You have to transcend that. All right. Here's the last one. Complacency is life's greatest temptation. Complacency is life's greatest temptation. If you do a little experiment right now, look at the areas in your life where you have become complacent. Look at the areas of your life that you feel like are okay. Where is it at? Is it your health? Is it your business? Is it your profit margins? Is it your relationship with your spouse? Is it your kids? More times than not, there's at least one area that we have become complacent in. And complacency is life's greatest temptation. If you ever get to the point where it's good enough, this is going in the face of a lot of popular training. People are like, oh, you just have to know when good enough is good enough. Well, if you actually absorb the lessons of all of the great leaders of the last probably 200 years, you understand that the competition isn't outside, it's inside. The competition isn't external, it's internal. If that's true, then there's never a point when you're good enough. You can always be a little bit better. Complacency is life's greatest temptation. Here's the passage. Nor will I allow yesterday's success to lull me into today's complacency, for this is the greatest foundation of all failure. I will forget the happenings of the day that has gone by, whether they were good or bad, and greet the new sun with confidence that this will be the best day of my life. As long as there is breath in me, I will persist. For now I know one of the greatest principles of success. If I persist long enough, I will win. I will persist and I will win. There's always more for you. Complacency is life's greatest temptation. And the reason that this stuff is so powerful is because it doesn't matter whether you're going through shit or if you're on top of the mountain, there's a lesson for you at both places. If you're going through the valley, you got to know that all success is preceded by failure. You got to make sure you don't speak like a sheep. You got to know that you're closer than you think. If you're at the top of the mountain, you have to know that one of the greatest obstacles of future success is your past success. Don't come in here and be like, I've done this and I've done that. 
Who cares? There's more for you. Don't get complacent. Buckle it up and let's keep being consistent. There's another mountain somewhere that you got to tackle. All right. This is good stuff right here. Probably listen to this a couple times. And grab a copy of this book because it's very, very, very good. This is chapter 10 that I read from. The scroll marked three. I will persist until I succeed. All right. Let's rock and roll, everybody. See you guys next week. 